Hey guys, it's Jared Hogan here, and I'm back with another episode. And, and here's Christian. I'm Christian, and I have a dog. <laughs> oh my god! Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan, and I'm Christian Schultz, and this is good. Welcome to the Good Podcast. <laughs> Do we call it? I don't. Welcome to Good, where we talk about lenses and cameras and ISOs and LUTs. Yeah, and Fuji photography. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear about, if you don't want to hear about um, f stops, <laughs> make your way out the door. If you don't want to talk about C one hundreds, C three hundreds, C five hundreds, Red Dragons, Red Dragon, uh, Red Weapons. weapons uh Alexa Amira's and all that shit. See your way out. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this week we asked you guys to um submit some questions, questions. for us to discuss to talk about. Jared, we got a lot of really great really <laughs> 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 We got a lot of really, really great questions. Really great questions. And I'm actually like pretty excited about, you know, how the podcast is growing. Is that a way, like the best way to say it? Like, yeah, we, I think so. we, we used to have to like really like pry questions out of people and they wouldn't yeah. respond. And now we just put out one tweet this morning. Uh, we got some really great questions back actually. Um, yeah. So a lot about screenwriting, which is really interesting because we probably could speak to that on some level, but maybe not the most helpful. <laughs> Uh, it would be the ultimate, like, fake it till you make it type of yeah. conversation. So I don't... Th- Eventually, we'd say something good, but getting there would be quite annoying. Yeah. yeah. There'd be a lot of... But, um, yeah. But we got one really... Well, they were all great. I'm not going to say one really great question, but they were all great. But we got an interesting question that kind of hit home uh, for me because it's a lot of conversations recently that I've had with filmmakers. And I'm sure Jared has this on a regular basis. Uh, but it was from a guy named Chris Neal, and he just asked, "Hey, Chris, how do you reach out to other filmmakers without seeming needy slash annoying?" And that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, I still do this all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, like every week, all the time, uh, because I, hopefully, there's somebody that you know I'm kind of like looking up to all the time, especially like where we're at now. It's like <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are way way better than. Us. Let's and, be uh, real for a second. Like, let's be ultimately real. Okay. This is, I mean, why are we doing this podcast? Because you asked me to. No, really. What are you doing this podcast for? To learn. Yeah. Right. But we're doing it, I guess, in a roundabout way that may seem less needy or annoying because it's like a thing. Right. You know As opposed mean? to, hey, here's some questions. Can you, that's actually a really good point because it, it is like a, here's like a, a formal, like structured thing that we can get the same information we'd be getting from somebody if we're just like emailing them for advice or whatever. Right. And it's actually awesome because we kind of like get to form relationships with. Right. Well, let me people. ask you this, Jared. Have you yeah. ever had like really, maybe when you were starting out or in school or something like that, uh, did you have like a bad experience of of trying to connect with filmmakers or, or trying to get on someone's set or something like that. Like, do you have a well, memory of that? Yeah, not a bad, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, 
leave it unnamed, actually, because okay. it's it actually could um, it's somebody that we have talked to, actually. <laughs> uh, they probably didn't remember this, um, but I emailed Perfect. them and uh, I was basically like, "Hey, man, uh, I love your stuff. Um, I'd love to kind of like get in your head." And uh, it was okay. It was honestly, it was about. I don't want to give it away, but basically it was, uh, I was kind of, they were, they responded kind of being, I was like, I'd love to come, uh, follow you around on set, whatever. And I was, they replied saying, um, you should just grab a camera and go out and do it yourself pretty much, which it's kind of good advice. It's kind of good advice, it's but at the time kind of it was issue. kind of heartbreaking. Right. But I'll tell you like what, um, what I feel like, uh, and again, listen, I, th- I hope anybody who's listening knows that like neither me or Christian by any means feel like we've <laughs> arrived anywhere. <laughs> uh, but like oh, there, I, I do get emails from time to time from, from like younger filmmakers who are looking for answers to questions or advice or whatever. And I will say I did see things start to like shift for me um, when I started to like have good work that I could point people toward. So like, sure. If I emailed someone and was like, hey, I have some questions, um, and here's kind of like stuff I've been working on, that tends to open up doors more than anything. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you even had that similar situation with Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So maybe that's worth talking about a little bit. I think we've got enough like space from it. We can talk about it. Like, um, so like after we talked with Mark Romanic on the show, he like emailed me and was like, um, just like kind of compliment complimenting me on, on my work, which like meant like the world to me. And so this is actually like a really uh, interesting topic right now because I'm very much like kind of going through it and trying to like navigate how, how to do that. You know, I'm trying to look at the, the right. words that he used uh, needy slash annoying. It's a, it's a hard um, line to walk because you want to be, um, you want to be interested and attentive and assertive um, to people that you look up to. Cause I think that like some, I mean, there's something to be said for um, uh, like repetition and perseverance, you know? Um, but at the same time, the, the, like the line between that and being needy slash annoying is very, very thin. Yeah. So I don't know. I think like back to what I said earlier, I think, um, some of it is tone, you know, like, um, when you're, uh, and for real, this is like just my experience, um, kind of interacting with people that I really respect. Uh, so I've by no means mastered this at all, but like, I think always having like the tone of like, like respect and like, uh, being like a student who's like looking to learn and grow. Right. It's like really important. Um, and not like, Hey, what's up, dude? Look at my stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know what I mean? Do you, do you get those? Anymore? I don't get those anymore. I get those from time to time. Yeah. Okay. I don't like get those. Yeah. But so th- that would be a, a way not to do that. But, um, I would say like when I'm reaching out to, and I, how often do you reach out to people that you like really respect and look up to? Is that pretty common for you? And then like, what are you looking? <laughs> and that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole nother animal is like, why, What's the motivation? Yeah. So the way that I um, approach it 
it's more, it's obviously my personality kind of put into it, which is like, I get really nervous of rejection. Like I have a big Even in that, like, in that kind of situation, like sending an email or whatever. Yeah. Sending an email, um, or like, yeah, trying to get an answer about something or whatever to someone that I admire. So that's yeah. what we're talking about. Right. Sure. Yeah. To mentors or to people that I look up to that like are doing good things in, you know, film commercials, music, videos, right. whatever. Right. Um, I would usually 99% of the time, I just wouldn't do it until, um, I, I have some point of entry, which is like, sure. I met you this one time. Um, how are you? Yeah. Um, usually like the emails that I get that I respond to like the quickest or like the more, the most like thoughtful is like, Hey dude, we met that one time at this thing. Totally. Like, I'm doing yeah. this thing. Like, what are you up to? And and can I ask you about this? Can I bring you out to lunch? Whatever. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude. Like, let's catch up. Whatever. If it's totally random, it it just makes it's a lot it, harder. It's a level of of um the unknown that's just like I don't know who you are. So like, I don't want to like answer this question of like oh, you, like it's um there is no answer to it. You know what I mean? Right. Because I mean, you're dealing with different personalities right. who have had different experiences. Own, yeah, your own situation as well, you know? Right. I think um, the ways that I've... So, like, the people that I will ask questions to are obviously... So, in that instance, it's people that I've met. And usually I've met those people... I mean, I'm, I remember I spent one year at a conference called Masters in Motion in Austin and met, like... 14 different people that I like keep up with. And these are people like, you know, um, Saul, Khalid, Elliot, uh, met Ryan there. You know what I mean? And then yeah, right. a couple months later, Ryan's like DP. There's, there's not enough to be said for like FaceTime. Right. I think like, like, really like looking face to face, having like a drink and like talking about stuff. Right. It's, Absolutely. I mean, email will never, even like doing this podcast, it's just not the same. Right. As like shaking hands and like looking at each other, right, and having a conversation. Yeah. So, um, I would I would keep going and saying like it just to like end that with a point. What that kind of tells me is like it's really important that I know the filmmakers around me. Yeah, like not across the country because that's like really easy sometimes. Like because the internet exists and like everything's visible, but like I couldn't tell you, but like three people that. You know, most people wouldn't be able to tell you, but like a handful of filmmakers that, that live around them. Yeah. But there's like, there's hundreds, at least, I mean, here in Dallas, there's like hundreds, you know what I mean? Of maybe they're not all the same. Do you feel like you do a good job of staying in touch with like other local filmmakers? No, I do. I do a terrible, that's what I'm saying. I do a terrible job at it. Ah, okay. I don't know who's here. I don't know. I think the people that I, come into contact with, like I immediately want them a part of my life and a part of my work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so like I remember I met a guy named Justin Hamilton. Yeah. We met somewhere. I forget where we met. I think it was masters in motion, but like I figured out that he was in Dallas and then immediately we started doing stuff together and it wasn't like, it's not because he's like, some super profound like DP. He's just like, he's here. Like, let's do stuff together. I'm sure he really appreciates that when he hears <laughs> I mean, he would even like, I mean, he's here. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's available. He's, he's alive. <laughs> he knows, he knows that, what I mean by that. But 
You know what I mean? Like he's he's uh, yeah. here, and I'm not trying to. Okay, so your point is what? Like know the people around you, and if you don't know the people around you, okay. then we're all idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you preaching to yourself right now? I think I think okay. No, I, I agree. And I, I would like call myself guilty of that too. I mean, I've been in Charlotte for like seven years and it's really easy to kind of get um, in your circle of people that right, you kind of right. met early on, you know, and form those kind of relationships and not really stay on the pulse of like uh, younger guys who are coming into town or whatever. Um, so I'd totally be guilty of, of like yeah. that. And even like uh, guys here in, in Charlotte have like put together events like where filmmakers can like come together and, and like I just haven't been right. disciplined in like yeah. trying to like uh, do that to like it kind of get so more it, but it, that, but so. you're like some kid in let's say you know some middle of nowhere town in Utah and you have to email uh, you know so you're saying like start with local number one Is that start kind with of, local yeah. Okay. And then, but if your situation, if you don't live in a New York or a Dallas or Charlotte is like a big city, you know what I mean? Like it's got a, it's, I think it's kind of like, yeah, it would, it would kind of shock people the amount of like yeah. creativity that's in Charlotte. But yeah, if you don't live in a place like, right. Like we live maybe, or even you're like forced a, you know, to email town, somebody what, and what do like, do? uh, do that whole thing. Like Jared, like, what do you, what is like the ideal question? The best, well, the best way to get somebody's attention is to be complimentary. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. So dude, I think like, sure. you know, if you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to email somebody that you respect, just make sure they understand that you're like familiar right. with their work. You didn't and just you find them. them on Vimeo five seconds ago. Like you, you know who they right. are and this is why you want, you want this specific thing or a specific answer because they do this thing that you respect. And I would say like, if you're looking for a response, I would, um, make it kind of uh, obvious yeah. that you're looking for a response. People who email and say, hey man, love your work, doing great stuff, keep it up. Um, that doesn't necessarily like, at least for me personally, that doesn't like elicit right. a response. It's like, like, and again, it's just a flaw, a total personal flaw, like where I'd read that and it would mean a lot to me. And I would never like put my hands to the keyboard to respond because it doesn't right. like elicit a response. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so cool. That means a lot. And then I would just kind of move on because I'm not thinking about how it's not a right, question right. that I can answer, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's important. I'm kind of making this up as I go, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm <laughs> but that's definitely one thing like when, uh, I mean, you know, people email me that's something that's helpful is, um, I, I wouldn't say it's like manufacture a question, but like. Dude, I literally just got a text message while we're recording this. From who? Can you say? I can't tell you the name. Okay. I won't tell you the name. And what did it say? But it was so, it was so simple. It said, "Dude, are you around next week? I'd love to buy you lunch and hang out if you have time." That's just perfect. Yep. Don't ask me like he like he may have a very specific question. Like you know what I mean? Like okay, so let's yeah. I'm sorry. That was really special. That was like an on. Yes. Yeah. That's very sweet. (laughs) So let's let's switch gears and talk about. I really wasn't trying to be dismissive. I think sometimes I come across as a jerk on the show. I'm really not a jerk. Well, so Sydney me and Christian have a very, a very yeah. particular it's, relationship. It is very particular. <laughs> What's your point? Uh, I think every time I answer the, or you answer the phone, you say, hey, idiot, or something like that. I usually me. say, what's up? Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I probably shouldn't say that on the, on the okay. air. We'll get Christian to believe it. <laughs> By the way, in case you don't know, there are two, Christ- two out of the three people who work on good are named Christian. 
Yeah. So that could be confusing. But the guy who edits and mixes this yeah. is also Let's new. Let's give him a hand real quick. Christian number two. Um, so if we kind of expand on his question, um, how do I reach out to other filmmakers? I think, um, that could totally apply to like, if you've got a project that you're working on and you're looking to kind of like crew up, Hmm. like, what does that look like? So how would you answer that? Like, you know, uh, think about, I feel like we probably both have circles of people that we kind of pull from and maybe it's expanding, um, from time to time, but like before that maybe existed for you, how are you kind of able to like recruit people or get people on set Dude, with you? I, to work I, on projects? I just wouldn't seriously. I just wouldn't really, I, but I, you also came from a very special thing called film school and you had like this immediate, that's true. like band of friends that could do stuff. But according to AG, that's the biggest waste of money. <laughs> you could imagine. Right. Dude, he really like set me straight there. I had nothing to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's he paid like thousands of dollars for friends. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> okay. So what I would what I would do is like not just don't do anything. Like I would not make anything for a long time. Or I that's why you like figure out how to do everything yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then and then you get hired by, you know, a company or something, and then you can we hire We both friends. had very similar situations, I think, honestly, yeah. where even when I was in film school, I'll be really honest, like, I did most everything myself, even right. when I was surrounded by people who were doing the exact same thing on the exact same timeline, you know? Um, and it wasn't until, and I think, you know, we're, we're kind of like, we kind of mirror each other in, in this way, like, it wasn't until I was hired by Elevation and I was surrounded, you know, eventually not at first, but eventually surrounded by like a really great team that I started to learn how to operate on that level. Right. You know, yeah. I think the same is probably true for you when you came, when you went to music bed for a time, it was, uh, you were surrounded by support and you started to learn how to like elevate what you were doing. Right. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would say it's true. I mean, you, I think there's a period of time when you went to Elevation and when I went to music bed, you're about, we were like, both by ourselves. Yeah. You, yeah, you do things by yourself on a, and now there's just more expectations. Yeah, but then you do things well and you gain some trust, and then they give you some money to hire some people. And, and that then, really changes things, though, right? right? Right, and then you start. I think there's. I mean, it's obviously different, like for whatever situation. But at Musicbed, we had the ability, and like Musicbed at that time had a name to be like, like me, kind of t- like you know twiddling my thumbs on the internet being like, who's going to come on my team? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. And people would just say, like, be really interested, like right off the bat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's kind of unfair. By the way, let's just pause and maybe it's worth another round of applause for your documentary premiering. Thanks, man. Well, I just meant me. You have to clap for yourself. Oh, I thought we were going to like add bigger claps. Oh, we will. Christian, make a note. To add Bigger. like arena, yeah, arena applause, yeah, like this is a live, but for real, dude, let's just take a little hiatus for a second, okay? It's so good, you should be really proud. You and Ryan nailed that, thanks, man. So it means a lot, anyway. Great, great job. And that that comes on demand on Vimeo on July 18th, is that right? That's true, yeah, that's true. I don't even have that sitting here in front of me, I really just remembered that, thanks, man. So I wish anyway. you were at the premiere. I know. I think you were invited, but you didn't show I was. I was, but I, I, you know, it's in Texas. So, um, anyway, okay. Back to our conversation. I think like, you know, being in a place where, um, you know, a lot of people ask like, 
honestly, why do I work at a church? And, and it doesn't quite make sense to a lot of people. And, um, I mean, outside of just kind of like it being part of my personal like belief system and like having a ton of friends here, I think the ability to work on like a really great team that I've built over several years mm-hmm. has been a really big part of it too, you know? And it kind of gets addicting when um, you've got a group of people who um, kind of can like hear an idea or like a vision that you have and then kind of rally together and make it happen. It, it like it really makes you kind of feel like invincible when it's like, here's this idea and then whatever month or two later, it's like reality. That's yeah. pretty like special. I'm sure. sure you've experienced that too. When it's like, you're just able to like have something in your mind and then to see it manifest itself. Right. It's pretty special. So all that to say, like to get back to Chris's question, um, I think when it comes to like kind of crewing up, being able to express, like if you're directing at least being able to like express vision, you know, like to really articulate, like here's what I want to do with this piece. And that's like a huge part of directing. Like I would say, is like way before you get on set. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Can, can you, and you can, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but like, can you express the ideas behind uh, what you want to do way before, you know, the camera is rolling? Oh can you get people yeah. like inspired and on board with like um, the message of and, and kind of the, the goal of what you're trying to, to make so that they can join you? I'll tell you, I made a big mistake when I shot small little things, the last short that I did, my personal short, yeah, um, where I didn't, this sounds ridiculous, but I didn't write a script. And so... It doesn't sound ridiculous now. I mean, yeah. If there's, I mean, if there's like a motive behind it. You know I mean? Well, there, there wasn't really. The motive was I sent the script off to several screenwriters and I got back drafts that I absolutely hated because I didn't get it. And so I was like, I'm never going to make this if I'm depending on a screenwriter to me. But this is a really good point. You you've told me this before, Jared, where you're like, um, I don't remember what the context was of the conversation, but you said like, like nobody knows how to do it. At least for this thing, like no one's going to do it for you. Like you have to like, well, there's pros and cons to like my, my approach, which was, okay. Um, I'm never going to be happy. I don't think (laughs) with, with, uh, someone else's version of what's in my head. At least right now. At least right now. And so basically I was like, if I don't just make this thing, um, like it's never going to, if I'm waiting on somebody to write it, it's never going to happen. So I'm just going to make it, which I'm glad that I did. But at the same time, um, I would say what I found myself in was we were out in the middle of nowhere, like, you know, Wisconsin or Ohio or wherever the time we were shooting it. And, um, and everybody was there supporting me, but they had no way to like really engage and like help creatively because it was literally just in my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I would say this is like huge tangent from Chris's question, but you know, like even I got a group of people to come do this thing with me for free for two weeks, which is insane. Um, but then I get them all the way out there and they really can't help me aside from like, functionally executing what I am asking them to do. You know what I'm saying? So did you start having nightmares about your student film? um, Have I told you about that? (laughs) Yeah. That was a nightmare. The earth. It turned out great. I thought it turned out really good. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's called the earth in the air. Yeah. And it's on Vimeo. That was my first staff pick, I think. And it was a student film, right? In college. 
in college. And um, kind of synopsize, synopsisize, or whatever that word is. Synopsisize, I think, is totally correct. <laughs> what happened on production at the end of that film? Which is well, I mean, we were in like mid-production, I and I ended up having to fire my DP like on set, and we were out in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like he was going to go home; he was just there. Right. <laughs> And I ended up DP. It was like, and I really can't fault anybody except myself because I just think I was really immature and felt threatened a lot. And it's different when you're a, when you're doing like a student film because everybody is there to get their credit. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's but not it like be, we're working. But it wasn't because one, you. It was like a lack of communication. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was mostly my fault. Okay, but for small little but things, it wasn't like re- like small little things was like everybody was happy. Everybody was great. I was just having like like an internal crisis of like this whole thing is on my shoulders because I have done such a poor job of communicating <laughs> anything to anyone about what we're actually shooting. Right. So like we show up at a location and I'm like let's shoot, let's like stop and shoot here and everybody's like all right Jerry what do you want to do? And it's like oh crap I have to like come up with that. Like there's nobody like and okay so Ben Joyner shot it. And I bet I'd be interested to hear his take on it because he had some sort of idea, but it was always like I was the bottleneck for everything. Yeah. And it became really exhausting, you know? Right. Um, so anyway, huge aside, but um, I would just say like when you're crewing up, being able to, to like, I don't know, like communicate vision and like articulate like what the project is about and like what it means to you, yeah. that will get people like interested. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you had a really interesting point I wanted to go back to it which is like the motive behind what you're asking and this is more yeah. for for like an email uh, you know tweeting at somebody or um, you know trying to get some sort of fact or information um, about process or uh, how something was executed or you know something general like that Um my biggest thing is like I love getting those questions, but my usual response is like usually the same. Like, I don't know what yours is, Jared, but I usually ask the question of um like what do you what are you wanting like from from this answer? Um do you yeah, know what I mean? Right. I know I say do you know what I mean, but this one's like do you you really sense. mean yeah. it this time? <laughs> Does that make Maybe sense? Like clarify a little bit, because I, I might need some help. Do you like are you um, are you asking this question so that you can skip some sort of Step. learning yeah. uh, section of your career that you need to like go through, or is it because um, you value my opinion in this very specific area of something? Right. Like, can you? Yeah. That's a great. That's a great way to put it. Like, can you help me skip this step, or can you like kind of advise me right. through it? If someone asks me a um, a step skipping question, then I usually <laughs> respond with like, um, I, I, I could you know say the exact wording, but it's usually to the effect of like, um, this is like my thing that worked for this one specific thing, but you need to figure out how to do it yourself, and I'm not going to like tell right. you all the information either. You know what I mean? Right. And usually that's like some sort of gear question or some sort of, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it's That's probably something else we can chat about real quick is um, – The internet is like I way smarter than me. That's like another point too. 
It's like, if you ask yeah. me like some sort of like gear question or like, how'd you do this? Or like, should I buy this camera? Should I buy that camera? I'm like, like there's like YouTube, there's like YouTubers that like make a living off that stuff. Right. Like go watch that. Like I'm, I like, I don't have some special like opinion about it. Like if you really want to talk about it, I guess like I'm going to regurgitate something that like I believe. But, like, right. What do you like really? I mean, they're probably asking, and I, I understand the heart of the question, which is this. I respect the work that you do. I like the work that you do. Um, and kind of like based on that, what are you using to accomplish, to like achieve that? Yeah. But it, so I understand the heart of it, but, um, it's a hard question to get motivated to answer <laughs> because I worked really you know? hard at doing that yeah. thing, you know, and right. like, and like screwed up a bunch of other things so that I could know how to do this thing really well, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's so, like for everything that's, and usually like the questions that I, um, like really like to answer is like, um, I'm sorry. Usually the question that I like really don't like to answer, um, are questions about how to do documentary stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? Cause like that could come off like really, I, the last thing I want is to come up, come across like really selfish and like, I'm trying to be all prideful or whatever, because I love every time that someone emails me. Yeah, exactly. I want them, I want it to be more like I want it to be, but the thing is I want it to be like, better like i want us to talk about something real instead of like something like oh i think that's such a good point like i guess it's hard for me to answer because i'm like i'm even if i answered your question i'm not going to help you like you think this question is right like this like i want like focus elsewhere right i think there's something really powerful and the more people that we talk to even on this show and and the people i talk to personally the things that like make them special the things that like is like tangibly like on their films, whether it's like a voice that they have or an editing style or the way they'd like to, to make things feel or look, whatever is usually because they've like found it on their own. Right. Not because they're trying to like, maybe it has some similarities of things in the past or old films or movies that they like. And it's like kind of intangibly on their films, you know? Yeah, but right. I think like the people that like do really special things, and the people that are like really kicking ass are people that like one like figured it out on their own, but like really value figuring out on your own. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, it's just it, it's a part of the process that you're never going to be able to like omit right. or skip or right. whatever. And so, it's and it's yeah. you. It's like that's the whole point anyway. Is because right. I want to see something that you have to say and that you want to make, and if it's like trying to get a um uh a similar feeling as somebody else and it's like well that looks like somebody else like that's not the point yeah but there's also like the there is total value in like you've got to like simulate and kind of copy people until you're able to find what's uniquely like you and that i feel like that is totally part of the process you know what i mean like um i feel like there's no shame in finding people that you connect to on some level or like for some reason their work kind of like speaks to you. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. When you're making a treatment, do you like with visual references or anything like that, do you take images from other films or do you use photography? Depends. Depends on what? Depends. It depends. Like if, if I remember seeing it in a film, 
or like a short or something. Yeah, I don't just, I'm, there's no like discrimination. Like someone like Steve McQueen would be like, no, I only use paintings, only reference <laughs> paintings. Like that's, that's like, I don't, I, whatever is there that I feel like can kind of access what's in my mind. But no, I'm not like, I will never reference a movie. Right. Or a film. No, I wouldn't like say in that. Like its entirety. Like, like, well, yeah. I, well, this was, what I would like normally say, like when I get a, a DP, like, what do you, that's a great question of like, what do you give a DP or like, what do you give department heads to like get you, everybody on the same page? Well, okay. So I'm maybe, I'd love to hear your answer to this. I'm working on like a feature right now that we've talked about. Um, and it's straight up, like, it's not like a, it's not like a genre, but like it, it like is referencing like a very specific style of like movie, you know? So right. like I sent uh, a DP that I'm interested in, like coming on the project, like a, an edit that I put together with like footage that I think totally speaks to the, what I want him to kind of bring to the right. table. You know what I mean? But what you're, so what, I, with that though, you're trying to communicate what? Well, I, I made notes on the video. Like okay. I was like, uh, so I had different, so basically it's like, well, I don't want to get into all of it, but, um, basically I took some old films that I was, I'm referencing and, uh, put clips together that I thought like exemplified, like specifically what I was trying to like get at. So like I put like tight, like little, like, uh, titles, like on top of the footage being like, like note, uh, this like note, like central composition uh-huh. note, like the amount of energy that comes from the camera movement, like note that. And, and then like from piece to piece, I would kind of be like, notice this, notice this. So I wanted him to kind of get an idea of like what I want from him. And if he gets excited about what I'm like showing him and kind of asking of him, then that's like a great fit. You yeah. Know? So I, I have no uh, discrimination between like what kind of thing I'm referencing. Right. I do think there's a danger in, um, referencing the same thing i I guess let me rephrase that like um the medium like i don't i don't care if it's a movie i don't care if it's photography i don't care if it's painting i don't care if it's like sculptural Uh like uh all everything's fair game i would say like if you are referencing what everybody else is referencing like subject wise or like specifically like a movie or a trend right you'll find yourself in trouble right well that's what but if usually what i uh, anytime that I do or have depeated project, um, I really like dislike when people give me like exact frames for movies of like a scene that they want it to look like. Nothing right. so like it's hey, we're gonna we're gonna have this sort of kind of location, and here's a movie that did this really well. So I'd like to like shoot to try and get this good. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I heard, I heard it like I went to this conference um, and it was actually like a design like duo who was talking about um, when they're working on stuff, they have like, I don't remember exactly what they called it, but it was kind of like a recipe. So, you know, like um, take, uh, you know, something from Vincent Haycock here, <laughs> take something, take something from uh, that Lil Wayne music video over here, right. <laughs> take something from... Uh, that photograph that you saw on Tumblr over here. And then um, when you drove over that bridge, how did you feel over here? And then you add all those things together and it makes something unique. But individually, those elements are not unique, but you add them together. Right. Exactly. And that's when like you, you have something like where your influences right. are 
that are very personal yeah. to you, like kind of add up to make something that is very right. unique. Well, dude, that's kind of like, that's pretty much exactly what I've been doing very recently. I don't know if you've ever dabbled in this, but um, I started using Squarespace to send for treatments for treatments. Yeah. Um, and purely because um, it's updatable and yeah. people can listen to music while they look at, at, um, that's nice. Yeah, it's a great idea. Photography or whatever. So I like, like music is like a big thing for me. So first thing I do is like pick like a mood, like a, the music that I'm hearing in my head when I'm thinking of this project, a documentary, music video, whatever. Usually, like usually the music video is like uh, whenever I do a, mu- a music video treatment, like I don't put the song like anywhere. You know, what I mean? like yeah. I don't want people to associate. It. I just want it to be like a feeling. But then like I don't. I'm kind of like you. I don't have um, like any one place of finding things, but like it's all, it's just like everything that communicates one type of feeling. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think like, man, I don't want to go look recently, but, um, but every, it's weird, dude. Like every, every time that I send out the treatment, I usually, usually like I'll do like a really nice, like I did, I had to do a treatment for, you know, uh, like Red Bull recently and it had to be like on a specific document, a specific size and using their colors and using all this stuff. And you send it in and usually it's because that's like what they're getting like from everybody else as well. And, um, right. but anytime I get to use like Squarespace, like this interactive treatment thing, like it's, I usually get a response from the client of like, really? holy crap, dude, this is amazing. Where like, usually you may get that response or like, it's like a yes or a no, or like very rarely, because like I think it's like trying to get somebody to experience what's in your head before they exactly before they like try and give you money to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Which takes us back to like our original point, which we're so far away from now. But hopefully, this has been an interesting <laughs> aside. Um, yeah, like if you're able to communicate that to people you want involved like kind of like peers or people even that you look up to that you want to be involved. That's like, that is like the first mark of a good director or producer, depending on the project. And that's like, yeah, that's like super, super important. Yeah. So let's let's recap for a second. Let's recap. Number one, local. (laughs) Look locally. (laughs) Let's just recap the whole thing in general. Um, Be nice (laughs) and complimentary. Yeah. And and stroke their ego, yeah. and you should be fine. Also, and kind of lastly, I think this is where we're going. But like, <clears throat> when you're asking somebody a question about something, like really make sure that you understand like why you're asking that question, as opposed to yeah, like, what's the motivation? Like, right? What is your motivation for asking that question? And if it's to skip something, then don't ask the question. Like skip a part of like the journey, and it's not like obviously. There's some things that Jared, only Jared would know because this special event happened on one of his films and you want to know more about it. You know what I mean? Like we ask directors that type of stuff all the time on the podcast. Like, hey, this one thing like in here, like tell me the story. Like why did that happen like that? Um, But if it's like, hey, how do I get this look? This is really interesting. Um, I would ask, I would just ask yourself like, why am I asking this? Am I... Um, you know, trying to skip something or whatever, and if not, like, then ask the question. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
don't know. <laughs> I th- I th- we don't really know. Yeah. This is all just. Uh, I think it was a really great question, and I think, like I said in the beginning, there probably won't be any answer. Um, I did have a good answer though, which was just um, tell them what they want to hear. Right. <laughs> tell the people what they want to hear. So exactly. At least when you email me and Christian. Yeah. But seriously, like, Jared, you need to be better about this, but everybody needs to email as much as you want to me or Jared about anything you want. Uh, <laughs> I really do want to send out like a mass apology that it is not personal. And I, I, it is, I, and I just not, I'm not good at right. it. Right. You need a uh, email debt forgiveness day. Yeah. Can we just have a year of Jubilee? everybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. I hope that was, I feel like that was good. I, yeah. I think it was more. I feel like you did a good job. No, you did a great job, Jared. I, just, I said that because I wanted you to say that. Yeah. You see there how I knew the response that I was hoping to elicit from you? Right. <laughs> it's important. Yeah, it's I hope you guys all saw that and learned right. a lesson. Stay tuned for next week. We have a pretty legendary director on the podcast. Jared, do you want to tell them who, who we have or should we should they wait? Nah, just look out on Twitter. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. See ya. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. And our good podcast logo was designed by Eric Hurchin. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two Bs. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com. Also, you can find other fun stuff at GoodThePodcast.com. 